0: that's 800-223-0992. Live from San Francisco
1: on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Now on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. I guess that's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. Still getting the habit of that one here today. lot to talk about on the show. I don't have a lot of details, but I think that today is going to be a very, very newsworthy day. So I guess we'll just wait and see. But until anything happens, we got news to talk about leading into a very, very busy weekend. The first AEW television show on TNT will not be in October. It will be tomorrow night. Road to All Out is official, and it will be airing at ten PM Eastern. The show had been brought up in the past in The Observer was reported by Mike Johnson and PWI as well. Those at AEW never confirmed the show. Until last night, those at TNT said the show was on the schedule, but the schedule listed by the station lists the TV show Supernatural in that time slot as of earlier in the week. But tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT, Road to All Out, building up the pay-per-view, the All Out pay-per-view, which is coming up on Saturday, and it will be similar to a UFC countdown show. I don't know if they're going to put all of the Road to All Out videos together into one big show. I don't know if this is something completely different. I know they had to reshoot some stuff because originally the show featured a build towards the John Moxley-Kenny Omega match. That match is not going to happen. It is now Kenny Omega versus Pac, so they had to reshoot some scenes. I guess you could call them scenes. But one way or the other, that show will be tomorrow, so you can look forward to that Pay per view on Saturday: Adam Page, Chris Jericho for the AW World Title; Kenny Omega versus Pac, Best Friends versus the Dark Order. Winner gets a first round bye in the AW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder match, and so much more. We'll talk about all of this today. SmackDown ratings. John Moxley, Dave Meltzer joining us in the second segment of the show. So much stuff to get into. Back in a moment to kick it off. Wrestling Observer Live. Are you aware that 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35? Thing is, when you start to notice the hair loss, it's too late. Solution forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Forhims.com connects you with real doctors, medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills, gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions backed by science. Listeners to this program, Wrestling Observer Live, can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 right now while supplies last. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash wrestling F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling Forhims.com slash wrestling
1: Bro. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show Brian Alvarez here Wrestling Observer Live Mike Sempervivi also WrestlingObserver.com Every single text. This person says, is Vince really bringing Enzo and Cass for NXT? As Mike said a few days ago, it's 205 Enzo all over again. This person says, so it has started. Vince has already begun ruining NXT before going to USA. Enzo and Cass contacted for return to the company. This reeks of desperation. And this person here says, saw Dave's tweet today, but still, WWE tried to get Enzo and Cass back Everybody is very, very concerned about this story. Enzo and Cass allegedly being contacted for NXT. And according to Dave here, he says WWE says no interest in Enzo and Cass at this time. So looks like that's not happening. Well, I guess we'll see. Usually where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't know what's going on. I heard about it when everyone else did. I know only what everyone else knows. Dave said they were contacted, WWE says they don't want them, so I guess we will see what's happening. As noted at the beginning of the show here today, I don't know if it's going to happen in time for us to talk about it, but I think something big's going down today. That's the impression that I've been given. So I expect that over the next couple of days we'll have a lot to talk about here on the show. In the meantime, there's always a lot to talk about, including the all-out show, As noted in the opening segment, Road to All Out airs on TNT tomorrow night. The first ever AEW show on TNT is tomorrow night. Again, I don't know if it's a collection of all of the Road to All Out clips that they've put on YouTube. I don't know if it's something brand new. I don't know if it's a little of both. But I know this is going to be airing at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern tomorrow. I believe that was the time. Yes, 10 Eastern. So if you want to check it out, that is tomorrow leading into the pay-per-view on Saturday. Saturday, there is the all-out show. There is a WWE NXT show, NXT UK. There is a Copper Box show for New Japan. There's so much stuff going on. Can anybody watch all of it? You may as well start trying, because that's going to be your life if you're a wrestling fan, coming up here in October.
4: I'm going to try it. Got to try it, because that is my job, and I do have to do that. So I'm going to give it the best shot that I have. People talk about the demographics of WWE shows. I am very interested in the demographics of the AEW TNT show. Not maybe for some of the same reasons that other numbers crunchers are. I am more interested to see if it takes away any of Southern Wrestling Twitter from Live PD, which we we'll be battling with in the always important uh, f- second hour of, of Live PD on A and E. So I want to see how that battle goes, but. Uh, Good for them. I mean, there's there's really nothing you can say uh, other than good. You know, TNT needs to do as much promotion as they can. It's going to be a show that airs on their network. Any promotion on TNT is good or or TBS, and we'll see this weekend with, with college football returning. I don't know what the lineup is. Uh, for for uh, Fox. I'm interested to see what SmackDown does. I'm interested to see now that we are getting close to the fall season and uh, baseball and things like that. I'm interested to see how Turner puts some of this stuff in, in – and decides to weave some of the advertising of AEW into their programming. And it's going to be very interesting to see. And it's really going to start cranking up this weekend uh, for both. I know Fox has already started to to put some SmackDown stuff on there. They're doing a lot of media runs and things like that. But it's, uh, it is it is an interesting, fun time. That's even with the news of Enzo and Cass. and. Uh, I don't think I'm going to say anything too spicy or controversial, uh, and I can say I was in Madison Square Garden where those guys uh, appeared for Ring of Honor uh, after the, the Tag Team Scramble match, and it was not the best response in the world. Um, technically, Enzo and Amore uh, legally did nothing wrong. Uh, Big Cass has, has got heat for a different reason than Enzo did. It does not surprise me at all, and maybe... Maybe they should, obviously, from their side, they need jobs, so they, they should be reaching out to people. Am I surprised that, that WWE or anybody else has talked to them? No, and I don't think it's the end of the world if they did talk to them. Now, bringing them back in, that's a different story. I think, fan wise, if you were to consider bringing them back, I think you can get away a lot easier on the WWE main roster with Enzo zone cast than you could putting them at full sale with NXT, even though that's where they were their most popular, that's where you have to deal with a much more rabid and, I don't want to say a smarter fan base, but let's be fair, they probably are a smarter fan base per capita at full sale than they are for the general WWE crowd, so putting them there is a risk, and obviously them going literally anywhere else is a risk uh, as well, too. I know Enzo wrestled Brian Pillman Jr. not all that long ago, but you can just see some of the reaction uh, when when Enzo's name is brought up and some of the, the visceral reactions that he gets from uh, from people when promotions talk about bringing him up or when people talk about possibly him going to a promotion.
2: This person here says, hopefully this news is better than the NXT announcement that floored you. Dude, don't be an idiot. Like, if you can't understand how much bigger NXT on the USA Network is than NXT on FS1, you Go don't on. understand wrestling at all, and you probably should be somewhere else and listening to this show or on the Observer website. That's all I have to say about that. Let's go to and, the phones. and
4: that tease was being done, by the way. It's not like it was a, a purposeful tease. It was doing due diligence to get a second source to make sure that that big news of USA, which was the biggest part of the story, was actually confirmed. That's not confirmed. his point.
2: His point is that NXT going to USA is not a big story. It's not oh, a bigger story than them going to FS1. <laughs>
4: of course it's not. No,
2: idiot. Let's go to the phones. Yeah. You're on the air. What's going on?
4: Hey, how's it going out there? What's up? Hey, um, I just had a quick question. Uh, my brother's in prison right now and uh, I've been like on Amazon. I've sent him a couple of books and I've sent him the Tony Atlas story from whatever publisher, but I was wondering, do you got any recommendations? I know, uh, he's in prison in Arizona and, uh, some of the books, you know, they can't have sex or they can't have drug use. So it's kind of hard, but what kind of books do you recommend? Or, and, um, I've been looking, um, uh, do you recommend sending him the Death of WCW to Amazon or, or
1: to the F4W website? What do you recommend?
2: Uh, well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, everything just go through Amazon. I don't even sell Death of WCW through the Wrestling Observer website. But, I mean, there's not a lot of sex in Death of WCW. I guess I could read it again and find out if I put anything too hazardous in there. But I think you'd probably be pretty safe sending him my two books. I don't think you'll get in too much trouble reading those in prison.
4: You don't have any of those, like, DJ K-Slay magazines? Well, hey, out. I will
2: say, I mean, I write about Hulk Hogan. I write that he had a sex tape. I don't go into detail on positions and et cetera. Thankfully but, no. I mean, it is, it is in there. Like, and everything's you- in there. I mean, if a guy, if there's something about a person's career that is important when talking about, like, it's 100 things WWE fans should know or do before they die. Like, if you're going to know, like, about Hulk Hogan, you got to know about his wrestling career. You got to know about why he was such a big star to the mainstream. And you got to know about what happened after his wrestling career. You got to know about the sex tape and the lawsuit and everything like that. You got to know that Chris Benoit killed his family. I mean, it's all in there. It's not in there in a way that's like, I'm trying to, you know, sell books by the controversy of writing about the death of Chris Benoit. But, I mean, if something is important in a person's life story, it's going to be in that book. But no, I don't talk about the positions that Hulk Hogan was utilizing in his sex tape.
4: or What it looked like. Remember, that was never mind. But uh, hey, first of all, uh, brothers, uh, brother, brother, uh, just keep your, your head up there. And, you know, you could always get him copies of the Wrestling Observer newsletter as well, too. Some back issues there. Some of the double issues will take him through some of the time that he is spending there. And, there's also some of the history books as well, too. Harley Race's, I reread that. and it's uh, Unfortunately, they leave a lot of things out, but it is a very safe book to read. You don't have to worry about too many wacky stories and things like that. One of the reasons it is a little more disappointing. You don't want to hear some of those like older, rebald kind of crazy stories. But a lot of the history books like that, Tim Hornbaker's another one, Dave's books, the Tribute's books, are all excellent reads.
2: This is says, I wish A.W. the best of luck, but going as a college football weekend, I'm not watching any... Of this wrestling this weekend, especially Friday and Saturday, well, okay, I mean, it's, but you know, here's the thing: there,
4: there's, there's going to be hold a lot a of people that wait, may wait. not watch live.
2: There's there's Sunday football going up against WWE pay per views for an entire fall season, and there is strong competition that goes up against everything all the time. The reality is, if people want to watch this show, they're going to watch this show whether there's college football or not. If they don't want to watch the show, if college football is more important, it's more important. I'm not sure they were going to get a ton of viewers that were going to watch it They decide they're not going to because of college football. Well, and, yes, you can watch it later. <laughs>
4: <See> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, back in a moment with Dave, Observer Live.
0: 1749 That's 800 1749
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
4: Come
2: on, come on. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Dave Meltzer joining us here, new issue of The Observer, is up on the front page right now. Very busy weekend. And Dave, since well, everyone's asking, what's up with Endzone Cast? What's the story?
6: The story is that they're not coming into WWE. That's it? That's it.
2: Now, were they contacted? Is that part correct?
6: They say they were contacted, and WWE says they're not interested. So that's the story.
2: Well, there you go. Can you imagine. I mean I can't imagine, but you're going head dead with AEW and NXT's going to Wednesdays live on the USA network and your call is to get a hold of Enzo and Cass.
6: It's not that far fetched.
2: It's not far fetched. I just can't believe it's
6: not, it. it. It's not that far fetched other than the nature of how both departed the company. You know, but they give people second chances, but with Enzo perhaps they won't. And with Cass, who knows? I mean, you know, my, my feeling on, on guys when they leave WWE as far as coming back, I always think, okay, what have they done? Have they, you know, done a lot of stuff to show, you know, whatever. You know, just like Drew McIntyre, like when they wanted to bring him back, it was like, well, what has he done? And it's like, well, he's done more than enough to where he should come back in a, in a key role. Um, Enzo and Cass? pretty much done nothing so i don't know that that changes the perspective on him um you know other than that fight with joey janelle or whatever it was i mean really i mean and that that terrible ring of honor angle that boy did that go nowhere you know so it's kind of like you know but again at the same time you know everyone's looking for surprises especially right now everybody's looking for surprises but they are not going to be
4: Dave, at this point in the game with Enzo, kind of that, I know the stink is still around him and everything, but is the issue, do you think, more at this point, if you're WWE or really anyone, is it more the fans and their response to them, or is it the locker room's response, especially in the case of, of an Enzo?
6: Probably both.
4: It's know, it's pretty equal?
6: One, I don't know that you could put one more than the other. Um, I would think with him... Honestly, it'd be more management than anything else. The talent will, I mean, it, you know, there's definitely issues with the talent, you know, and the way he rubbed people the wrong way. But, you know, that that's usually not, you know, I shouldn't say usually, but it's very often not under consideration. And in a war and things like that, it won't be under consideration that much. I, I think the fans, it's hard to say. I think usually they're not regarded whatsoever unless it's going to be a really negative reaction. And... uh so I think in this case, it's probably more management just going like, it's you know it's not worth the headaches, it's not worth the risk.
2: So before we get into the AEW All-Out special, I mean, for weeks we heard about Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff coming in. Heyman was pretty much going to work immediately. All I heard for weeks about Eric Bischoff was he shows up. Now it appears he is doing a little bit more, but do we have much of an update on the Eric Bischoff side?
6: I mean nothing. (laughs) Nothing right now. No, not really. I mean, things could happen. I mean, like, you know, Tuesday, Vince changed the TV. I think isn't that like three out of the last four weeks?
2: It seems like every week he's totally ripped up the television show.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't actually there this week, but he figuratively
2: yes, ripped it. He ripped it up over the phone. And yeah he he I don't know if he ripped the
6: papers over the phone, but pretty much yeah the the show that we saw was not the show that was scripted, and that's three of the last four weeks, so um yeah that's that's the situation
2: I mean it's um, just so weird because like, I mean, who is responsible for that thing at the end of the show with the fake run I mean, is that Eric is that Vince changing it, is that Vince's idea like? Who's out of their mind here?
6: Well, at the end, at the end of the day, it's Vince. No matter who came up with the idea, at the end of the day, it's Vince. Okay, so, so like you know, whenever you say like, well, did a writer suggest, and it's like you know, writers suggest a million things that are good and a million things that are bad. At the end of the day, it's Vince. It's Vince accepting it, and Eric. You know, Vince is above Eric. Eric could go in there with it, and Vince either says yes or no. So it's you know, everything on that show, in the end, it's Vince. You know, I mean, it's like Bully Ray. I mean, um, 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 Kevin Owens, I should say, you know, suggests a lot of his own stuff. You know, Daniel Bryan suggests a lot of his own stuff. But at the end, it's it's, it's Vince. You know, Vince tweaks it. Vince says yes or no. So it's it's Vince's shows on, on both shows.
2: All right, so we got the first ever AEW show on TNT tomorrow. It is the AEW yeah. All I, Out I'm, I'm special. Time. What was that?
6: That's a lot of lead time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Last minute. Now, my question is, I mean, it's basically like a road to all-out special. And if you go on the All Elite Wrestling YouTube page, I mean, they have the road to all-out specials, but they also have like a whole bunch of different three, four-minute clips that are road to all-out. There's interviews, there's blah, blah, blah. I mean, is this just basically going to be a compilation of all of those that they're going to try to get out to the mass audience? Or is this like a brand-new show?
6: I don't know. I I would think that a lot of those clips I would think that a lot of those clips would be on the special. It's a one hour. Show.
2: I would use them. So, I mean, there's some good stuff there. Why would you throw that away only for the internet?
6: Yeah, that's what I think. I think that I think that the good stuff should certainly be used. I think there'll probably be more stuff. It's, there'll be probably some stuff new, but a lot of stuff from those things. Certainly, those angles, like with um, where they introduced Tully Blanchard and things like that, I I would be almost certain that those would be used in the in the special. Yeah.
2: And obviously they had to redo a little bit of it because the John Moxley match is off.
6: Well, I give them credit for that one because, quite frankly, in wrestling, when something like this happens, usually, the, almost always, the promoters never redo it, you know? And especially when it's on a late date. Like, if it's a month ahead, yes, they would. If this was WWE and something like this happened on a Monday and the show was on a Friday, they would just let it go, you know? Um, and so they... You know, so that's that's a feather in their cap that they had the special, it was done, and then they redid it.
2: Now, I know that the official word, I guess, maybe it's not official, but the word is that at the beginning, Triple H is going to be in charge of this two-hour live NXT and this and that. And vince got a lot to do with the XFL, and he's not going to be there. But, I mean, as we just talked about two minutes ago, you know, Vince has a lot to do with the XFL the last two weeks. He hasn't been at SmackDown he still tore that show up and rewrote it on the phone before the show went on the air. I mean, uh, color me skeptical, but the idea that Vince will have no hand in this NXT on the USA Network, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. It just seems like impossible to me.
6: I would say no hand would be, to me, also impossible. The idea that he would let them kind of go at the beginning, I can see. But he's going to look at that first show and he's going to make a judgment on what there is, and he is going to offer input. He's Vince McMahon. That's going to happen. Um, as far as, like, major input, I think we I think we both know. It really depends on the ratings. If they're beating AEW, you know, Vince probably will pay a lot less attention. If they're losing to AEW, Vince will probably be, I don't want to say obsessed because he's got so many things going on, but he will be heavily into this. And that will mean a lot of attention, and a lot of attention will mean a lot of input. I mean, that's just, that's just the reality.
2: The other thing is, and we've talked about it a million times, but I mean, when they announced the schedule for full sale all the way through December, and I know right. people on the production side say there's just no way they can go Monday, Wednesday, Friday live. I mean, one of the things that people don't talk about a lot is the people that are in charge of production for AEW, I mean, they worked with Impact Wrestling, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, well, Impact, Impact was a show where they had 800 people in a building, but they were able to shoot that to make it look like there were significantly more than that. So we're talking a production crew able to do that with 800 people that's going to have eight to 10,000 people to work with. This show is going to look spectacular. And then WWE is going to be running head-to-head in full sail. Like, I, this uh, is another I, one.
6: Like, uh, when, I, when I watched the show last, last Wednesday show, when I watched it, and I'm watching with the mentality, okay, this on USA Network, and the first thing I saw was that small building versus another building which will have five to 10,000 people every, every uh, Wednesday night against them. I just, I, I just can't see Vince doing it that way.
2: I mean, Not only in. that, I, the other thing about that show was it was a small building, and the crowd's dead. And you're talking an AEW crowd that sold out those buildings, and they're going to be rabid. So how can Vince look at last week's NXT and not say, next week we're out of here?
6: Yeah, I mean, here's the other thing, too. You know, AEW is going to be touring a lot of different places. They're going to be in the same place every Wednesday. I mean, think about how crowd reactions are going to be every Wednesday. I mean, because... Those people that go once a month, it's one thing, but to go every Wednesday, you're going to lose a lot of them. And yeah, it's only foreign people, and yeah, you can fill it in with college students, but generally speaking, we're going to have the same people in, you know, there every single week, and they're going to get blasé to it every Wednesday night. It's just natural, you know. You, it's too mu- uh, So, yeah, I expect between now and the end of the year, many changes in that. Just, it just, it just feels from this perspective, um, you know. I, I do think that the first couple of shows. With NXT at full sale when they're on USA Live, I think the first couple of shows will be really hot crowds. Um, and and the idea that it, they're in fact going to be live on USA would probably help draw, you know, as far as getting that 400 every week. So I don't think that like filling that building will be an issue. Uh, but still, they're not going to go in there week in and week out the same people and have the enthusiasm of AEW touring in new cities. No,
2: it's going to. All right. Well, we're out of time. Dave, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. We'll probably talk to you soon. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
0: That's 800-403-5912. Hey, travelers, do you want to save
1: money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So I want to mention, by the way, that I've got a lot of messages about this here today. I've been somewhat down on the NXT TV over the last month or two. But everybody, to a person, says that last night's NXT, which I've not seen yet, I'll watch it tonight, was awesome awesome and if the Wednesday night shows are like that it's going to be incredible so I guess we'll see I mean they had a uh they had a Keith Lee DiJack match which I believe they had a match in PWG that Dave gave five stars to so I don't think you can go wrong with that one and a bunch of other great stuff as well so I'll check it out and we will review it tonight
4: what a scary thought The XFL championship game is scheduled to take place on April 26th, which, you know, that season was going to be early anyway and be during WrestleMania time. It just really, though, hit me, kind of looking at the schedule between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. If if you can rewrite SmackDown this many times and you're that distracted now, what's it going to be like once the XFL kicks off and... All that stuff happens. It is really a it is a crucial time. It's a crucial time, obviously, for AEW. <laughs> They're just getting started on national TV right off the bat. There's a lot of a lot of mouths to feed there, and a lot of things to worry about. But it is a really extremely interesting time, long term, in WWE right now. How much? I 'cause like you were talking about, like, and, and it's hard to keep Vince's out of the mix. But like, this would be, in theory, the perfect time to see if other people can kind of help run your show with the XFL coming up and everything else going on. I mean, you know, to, to stay, keep his hands out of NXT. I mean, it really is the best thing that they could do to see if whoever it is, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Levesque or, or Ryan, whoever it is, actually in charge of, of NXT on a week to week basis and what goes on that TV. I mean, this is like, this would be a great time to sink or swim. And it's unfortunate that, there's going to be so much meddling and there's going to be so much, you know, so many hands in the mix. And, and the, the biggest set being Vince's when realistically they shouldn't be there. And I know it's his company. I know somebody say, how stupid is that? And it's Vince McMahon. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, look at a lot of the things right up to and including this Rowan angle with 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 Roman Reigns. And, like, you know, you can't say that there hasn't been a lot of misfiring and missteps in the last couple of years
2: person here also is happy to inform you, Brian, last night's NXT episode was awesome. Great matches and a special debut on the show. I know you've been down at NXT for a while, deservedly so, but you will really enjoy reviewing it later with Vinny. Good! This person says, will you and Dave be present at StarCast 3? No, we are not part of this StarCast, but Dave will be there for a q and I will not. I'm here at home waiting for... A child to be delivered by the stork. Don't want that, uh, anyway. Do you think the Roman Reigns storyline can lead to Reigns versus Bryan in Hell in a Cell? Yes. Uh, the Listen, I know that Vince changes everything every week, but, I mean, whatever he changes in the storyline, the whole idea behind the storyline is to lead to Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Now, I guess they could just like do a big swerve and it turns out that, I don't know, Rusev was the guy. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Probably going to get it at the Clash of the Champions. But they may wait till Hell in a Cell. So that was the idea. They were supposed to wrestle at SummerSlam. They decided they were going to do this compelling angle to make people more interested in the match. You can let me know whether you agree with that or not. But that was the idea. So there you go.
4: If they're planning on doing a Firefly Funhouse Hell in a Cell that, to me, and I understand themed to pay-per-views. I don't like them, but I understand them. There is no need, if you're going to do something with Bray Wyatt and do something different with Hell in the Cell, to have anybody else in that match. There are a zillion stipulations you can do at a zillion times, including right on that pay-per-view. To me, if you're going to do anything with Bray Wyatt inside that cage and, and you're going to call it the Firefly Funhouse or whatever twist and turn you're going to put on it, no one else should be involved in that structure then it's just that's ludicrous to me
2: all right this person here says when dave said shots fired a few weeks ago was he referring to big Cass and enzo no (laughs) said nothing to do with big Cass and enzo come on and he also notes that keith lee and dijak had an incredible cruiserweight match
4: they always do and that's their thing i mean and this is no offense to either guy but like You want to talk about, like, Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer joined at the hip forever. I mean, they get no buzz away from each other. I know DiJack was out for a while, but, like, I mean, they are tailor-made for each other. They have done everything, and they are perfectly in tune. So, yeah, I would would believe that they were going to have uh, that type of match. And, you know, Keith Lee... That that's an interesting one. You know, one of the reasons that both of those guys got to where they were so fast was because of their absolutely unbelievable athleticism for how they look and how they come across with the guys that they're facing in the ring. And I'm 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 interested because it's still real early in the game yet for the most part with both guys. If that's ever going to translate and if they're ever going to be able to to get a bigger spot in NXT and be able to to crack and break out.
2: This person says, and I've had many people ask this, what are the chances that Harper is involved in the Reigns and Bryan story? Listen, anything anything is possible when it involves somebody who is under contract for the company. All I know is that Harper was off TV for a long time, and Harper returned at WWE Access, and he had a match, and for whatever reason... The story I heard was that Vince really didn't like it, and he decided that he was done with Harper. And we have not seen Harper since. I don't know what's going on. Vince has been done with people a thousand times. I mean, for crying out loud, he's, he's given up on Bobby Roode like three times now. And now Dolph. Bobby Roode is, is in line for the, the tag team. Anything is possible. But I do not think that when this storyline was designed, the idea was that Luke Harper was going to be involved. But Who knows? If you want to give us a call, 844 411 5411. That is 844 411 5411. The person says, We'll be watching NXT UK Takeover Cardiff on Saturday, five hours prior to All Out. So, Saur will be on the show wrestling. I will not. I Trust me. I, I have a pregnant wife and a three and a half year old. And on Saturday at noon. There is zero chance that I'm going to be able to tell them, I can't do anything with you guys today. I'm watching a show from the UK at noon. Well, now, yeah, because
4: you'll be watching East Coast football. I'll right?
2: try to watch it later, but I will not be watching it live. It's just not happening.
4: How's mom doing? Great. Everything good? Good.
2: Any word out of AW is announcing West Coast TV tapings. I have heard nothing. But you know where they should go is the Temple Theater. And <laughs> Of course. No, they should. I, did, I Listen. I'm not saying it because it's by my house. I'm saying it because it was one of the most incredible... And here's the thing. There was a Defy show. Well, it was promoted, co-promoted by Defy. At Washington Hall in Seattle. And they brought in Progress. Progress! I'm not denigrating Progress, but way more people are watching the AW stuff and New Japan than watch Progress. These people in this... Washington Hall, which probably seats like maybe 800. It was one of the craziest environments you ever saw for wrestling. Then I watched New Japan in the Temple Theater, which seats 1,200. And this place was going crazy. I have seen NXT at the Paramount Theater in Seattle. And the place did not go nearly as crazy for NXT at the Paramount Theater as they went for New Japan at the Temple Theater. Now, I was told if you go upstairs at the Temple Theater, which actually... Having wrestled there a thousand times, I never actually went upstairs in the Temple Theater. But it's apparently like the Hammerstein Ballroom. There is an even bigger and more beautiful ballroom up above. So, yes, AEW should be running the Temple Theater for television. It would be incredible. At some point, they'll come to the West Coast.
4: There's a, and yeah, and that's the whole thing is they got to get them out of the, you know, the the eastern part of the country first. And it's just going to be a very slow rollout. You know, I guess two cities at a time for the most part, every time they announce something. And, you know, there's a lot of cities that have not that would be perfect. You know, I talked about like the Richmond Norfolk area. You got Seattle, obviously Chicago, even though they're running a pay-per-view there. It's still a rabid area. Uh, Toronto, Detroit, uh, Baltimore, there are tons of places that they have not gone yet. Now, they seem to be pushing slowly westward, so it may be a long time, but, you know, we'll have to see. You know, maybe next time around they decide, hey, we are going to run San Francisco and Las Vegas and Seattle and, you know, L.A. or whatever. And then they decide they want to go to the southeast and then run Atlanta and Miami. Because, again, you know, Charlotte, Miami, Atlanta, there are... Again, there there are a lot of places that they have, and it's, uh pretty fertile ground right now for them.
2: Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's
6: up? Like, do you guys know what was Kevin Owens' big incentive besides money uh, to stay in WWE? Do, do you think, like, he probably thought Vince was going to lead to the XFL pretty soon and Triple H is taking over?
2: Wait, hold on a second. What?
6: Kevin Owens, you know how he renewed? Yeah. And you would think he would go to AEW.
2: You wouldn't necessarily like, think do you, that. Do you have an idea. You wouldn't necessarily think that. I mean, listen. I mean, I, I'm, he's best I'm, friends with Jericho and the Young Bucks. He's friends with all sorts of people in WWE
4: too. I say he's best friends with Sami Zayn, who's right there alongside with him. And look, I mean, man, I mean, look. I mean, listen,
2: all I'm saying. Hold on. on I'm mean, I mean, good. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I, I got to make this abundantly clear because I, no matter how many times I make it clear, like I get in arguments with people about why AEW isn't paying everyone for health insurance. They have a budget. I don't know what it is. I'll throw a number out there. $12 million, okay? That's their talent budget. So they're paying all of their executives X amount of money. They're paying all of the low-card guys X amount of money, mid-card guys, whatever. They're, They're good deals. Like, if you're a Marco Stunt, and I listen, I haven't talked to Marco Stunt about what he's making. I can just tell you that this is what I've been told. If you're a Marco stunt level guy, you're making more than if you are a guy who's on NXT TV most weeks. They're they're handing out like good deals to those guys. So if you're a Marco stunt and your options are, I can go to AEW or I can go to NXT, you're going to make more money going to AEW. Now, once it starts moving up a little bit, if you don't think Kevin Owens... I realize they're doing a storyline where $100,000 is a lot of money for Kevin Owens. But dude, that guy is easily making seven figures a year. He's got his, his wrestling contract. He's got his merchandise. I mean, like I've mentioned a thousand times, everybody now whose contract is coming due is being offered like double the money to stay. So this guy's clearing easily seven figures every year in WWE. He's got a family that he talks about all the time. I mean maybe Kevin Owens would be offered seven figures to go to AEW, but I'm not sure that that's in the budget right now, as as well as like everybody else whose contracts are coming due with WWE. I mean, yes, there is a war going on right now, but AEW is not going to profit $300 million like WWE is going to do in a couple of years here. There's a budget. So Owens, it's, it's not perfect his role in WWE, but he's a top guy. He's a main eventer. He's clearing seven figures. He's doing fine. It's not like an, an obvious that, oh, my God, if his contract is up, of course he's going to go to AEW. It's not like yeah, that for anybody.
4: Boss, I mean, you're right, but there's the, still the thing of, I don't care what budget you have, if Kevin Owens becomes available, they would take him, but there's the other aspect is just he's making a lot of money. Yes, maybe he likes his position where he's at in his life and looks at his career and his bump card and everything else and goes, yeah, I'm happy. You know, it, the, I know it's a shock, but not everybody has got to be Seth Rollins and make themselves sound like a fool in defense of the company. Some people can just be comfortable where they're at and be cool with riding it out. I mean, it's like you know, instantly when somebody's given a bad angle or a bad story, people act like it's the end of the world. It's a bad day at work, folks.
2: Back in a moment, Observer Live. And I-
3: Looking at, looking at, looking at me. Look at that, look at how at me. Eyes all like honey on bees. Yeah, Look at that, uh, look
1: at how uh. at me. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Zap here says, I went to the NJPW show in Tacoma. It was awesome, but the lack of AC was a problem. Also, I tried to use the restroom. There was only one toilet and no urinals in the men's room. Well, all of that is true, but... There's one toilet? They ran on one of the hottest days of the year, and it was absolutely packed standing room only. And the next night at the Defy show, there were probably 200 less people. It's probably about 800 in the building, and it was totally fine. So, number one, it wasn't that bad the next night. You don't have to run in the middle of August if you're going to run TV there. Also, as it regards the restrooms, my friend, you were not paying attention. There was another restroom if you walked up the stairs, and it was great. So, It said women on it. You just busted through the door and just did what you wanted. Also, to if there is another larger ballroom upstairs, my guess would be if it is significantly nicer than the downstairs, and there would be urinals that worked, and maybe even AC as well. So point of the story is it'll be fine. I mean, you think all these other... These other places in Seattle, I mean, Paramount Theater, I mean, I guess they have AC, I don't even know, but these are no. old-ass buildings in Zombies. Seattle. Yeah. That's just the way things go. I thought it was great. It was nice the second night. It was very, very, very excruciatingly hot that first night. I will give you that. we out of time, everybody. Keep an eye on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com, my Twitter, Dave's Twitter. Got a lot to talk about over the next couple of days. We're here every day. Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. I want to thank you all for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. And the only man that needs to be mentioned, my main man, Dom. Yes. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.